听 Grandeur YYFM. You're listening to YYFM. Steve Johnson spoke to Ian Robertson, a prolific and focused writer who is building on the success of his previous novels. He does collective work of short stories and plays based in small Welsh communities, all whilst also working as a chef. Tell us a little bit about you and what you do and why um, why Stephen Davis had a conversation with you and thought, yeah, I'd love to get you doing some stuff for us. What is it that you do? Right. Um, um, I, I started off as an author. I uh, wrote a self-published book. That was back in, uh, way back in 2000. Um, I then started uh, getting into plays, dramas, and how Steve got hold of me uh, was because I, for the last year, well, just before the lockdown, I started doing performance poetry, um, which was a new area for me. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, it was a new area. And I, I, did, some, um, I did some shows with Luke Wright. I don't know if you were a Luke Wright. He's a, he's a very talented uh, performance poet. And I did a couple of shows with him in Merthyr, and it, it, it's something I never thought I could do because the memory involved. You know what I mean? The, the, you know, I, you've got to have it all in your mind, not on a piece of paper. What, but I got into it. Tell me a little bit about performance poetry, because I don't know anything about it. It's, it's basically, you, you're acting as well as performing. It's, um, you know, it's, it's not poetry in a classic sense. You do it from the head. You know, I, I don't know the, the genre, the exact genre for it. But um, you perform it. Basically, the word is in perform. Is there, is there any stuff that you've done? Is it, has it been recorded? Is it can I can I see anything anywhere? Yes, yes, yes. All all my stuff is on YouTube. Um, it's under it's under a page done by a friend of mine, Steve Jones, hmm. called Tales of Tiddlemouth. How how do you spell how do you spell Tiddlemouth? Uh, T Y D. Yeah. L E M I R T H. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was worth you spelling it out anyway, so anybody watching and listening to this can 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 check it out. Yeah. Um, is it is it kind of? Have you heard much spoken word stuff? Have I much? Do you know? Um, up until Luke right now, um, I buried my head a lot then. I was doing books. It's a very long process, books, you know, you know, it's a two or three year commitment. And I've seen Luke Wright. I've always been a massive Dylan fan. Uh, yeah, Dylan great. Thomas, Ted Hughes. Yeah. I love Ted Hughes. But bar from that, I've I got to say no. And, it, you know, much, you know, I, I should see more. I should do more. But I get you get wrapped up in your own things, don't you? And work. I work full time. Yeah. Um, so when you said Dylan, I thought Bob Dylan, firstly. <laughs> oh, Dylan, I love Dylan Thomas. I love Dylan Thomas. Yeah. I love Bob Dylan, mate. I mean, Bob, you know, Bob Dylan, unfortunately, had some bad press recently. But in terms of his, uh, you know, his, his his ability to tell stories in song, he is, yeah. you know, I'm sure you appreciate that that side Bob, of him. Very much so, yeah. Bob Dylan is, a, you know, he's a wonder, isn't he? I mean, he's, he's right in the set. And, and the amount of work he, he put out yeah. is quite amazing. And, and he's also a great writer. Um, if you, I don't know if you've seen, seen his books, Chronicles. Uh, I haven't. No. Uh, I'd, I'd honestly, I'd recommend Chronicles. Yeah. To, I'd, I'd rec I'm recommending Chronicles to you 
yeah and, and anyone else who hears and sees this is absolutely fantastic book oh yeah i'll have to have a look and, at it i will, um, indeed. I will you can, indeed you can hear his voice you know it's it's really from the heart it's just brilliant brilliantly written yeah yeah and, but you know just we're not, we're not here as such to talk about bob dylan but the thing with bob dylan is like you said the amount of stuff that he turns out so mm -hmm. i bought i bought his most recent album and the first track on there, which I don't like, by the way, the first track, <laughs> but the first track, it's incredible. It's it's about nine minutes long. Yeah, yeah. Right, about nine minutes worth of, of lyrics. Yeah. You know, the tell the 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 tell a story. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. people who can do that um, are, are admirable, and and you 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 write all the time. So, how mm -hmm. how does it come about for you? You know, where where do you, you know, do you wake up with an idea in your head? How to how to work for you? It it, it, it it takes all sorts. Um, um, I mean, with the performance poetry, uh, that could be taxing for, you know, because I will really struggle over a word, you know, to get it right, and um, that can be very taxing. Can I tell you about what I'm um doing at the moment? Yeah, yeah, please do. Well, at the moment, for the first time, I, I wrote years ago. Um. Uh, a play called The Boy Who Fancied Pantomime Horses. And it it was <laughs> it, it was it was taken up. Um I don't know if you've heard the name, I'm sure you will, Dorian Thomas. Yeah, I've heard heard the, the name, name, yeah. Dorian yeah. Thomas. Mm. And we struck up a friendship. I showed him my work in a local pub. Mm. And from there he proceeded to um get a fine cast together and he put the plays on for me and then we were really building wow. together and then unfortunately his untimely death which was very very sad mm. but I haven't written a play since then mm. and now at the moment um, I've gone back into it and it's been an absolute joy it's sometimes when you write you get I call it a frenzy and you hook on to a subject Mm. And it, it practically writes itself and it will not stop. And mm. that is such a good feeling. Yeah. And I've got it again now. The project I'm working on, am I okay to go on? Yeah. Yeah, please do. Yeah, carry on. Yeah. The project I'm working on is a thing called The Moth and the Lamp. Okay. And it's, it's set in a post. Uh, 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 I can't get the word. Apocalyptic. Right. Apocalyptic. It's set. I knew I was going to trip up. <laughs> I knew it. Apocalyptic world. Yeah. And this place is called Bubble Land. Okay. And it knows only wealth. It knows only wealth. And all outside is called Beyond the Red. And it's set in a boardroom. And a case of poverty has been noted in the city. Mm. And the place goes into an alarm. So it's an interrogation of suspects who brought the poverty in and the catalyst that that poverty can cause. Because there is no poverty. All poverty lies beyond this bubble. Wow. And it's been a joy. I'm, I'd say in a week, I have done what I normally would take me three or four months. And it, it, it just will not stop rolling. And that is a beautiful feeling. Will this be this will be a play or will this will be a it, novel? This will be a play. Hmm. And what I've done in mind, um, a lot of my older plays, and hmm. I had a criticism done in the Sherman about it. A lot of my older plays, I'm a bit I, I'm a wordsmith, so I am poetic naturally. 
would have a lot of narration. Mm -hmm. And I was always told, put the narration to action. Mm. And not only am I thinking of that this time of the action of, you know, actually having, you know, just going on a text, but I've I've, I've made it easy to stage as in a boardroom. You know what I mean? So, so the production can be easy Mm. to get Mm. on. Yeah. Um, So this would be, this obviously will be a, be a radio play, I guess. Yeah. It could be a radio, yes, a radio play, by all means, definitely could be a radio play. Be Uh-oh. next to you on stage, but yes, yeah. definitely could be a radio play, definitely. So so as a writer, um, have, you, have you written specifically for radio, kind of non-visual stuff? Well, funny enough, right, I, I, I'll tell you this, I've never been trained. I, I, I left school as a promising job as a T-boy without <laughs> any yeah. qualification. Hmm. And I used to talk to this, I will mention Dorian because he was a mentor to me. And I used to talk to this to Dorian. I'd say, if I was trained, if I was in that, would it have helped me? And he'd go, it would have ruined him. And, and that was his way. Yeah. But I don't know, it must be an instinct or something, but the boy who fancies pantomime horses, as soon as he said, seen that, he said, this is a radio play. Wow. Okay. There is something. I, I didn't know I was doing that, but of course. Yeah. He knew immediately, what, although he did put it on stage as well. Why? Why do you think he thought? Why? Why do you think he um, visualized it as a as a as a as a radio play? Um, it is the format, I suppose. It's it's it, you know he just immediately knew, you know he just mm. you know because how, how uh, proficient he was in his you know in his trade, and he just looked into the radio play. Mm. And then later on, we talked and he said, you know, we said I could stage this. And you got a fine cast together and it was put on twice. Only in my local area, we would have gone further. But as I say, it's very sad then about his untimely death. How, how long uh, was the play? The play originally was half hour. Mm-hmm. Um, was half hour long. But then um, I, re- I, I went back to it only a couple of years back. And I was told, if you want to make it a stage play, it's got to be longer because it, I, the average is about 90 minutes and then I think mm. 90 minutes. So I have added characters. So I've got the two now. I've got the one that can be used as a radio play and I have got the one that can be used as a stage oh, play. Oh, there you go. Um, it, do, you, do you listen to much... Do you miss, listen to radio plays yourself? Do you listen to radio drama oh, at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm glad you said that. So, when you're listening to radio drama, mm-hmm. um, I wonder. I'll just say, I'll say this: to you. I work in a university. Yeah. And um, I, I, I used to run a radio course. Yeah. Uh, there is no longer a radio course. Um, the the apparent death of radio. Uh, I think it happened, you know, maybe a hundred years ago. You know, maybe it went, you know, maybe we just didn't, we didn't notice it leaving us. You know, yeah. you know, it's 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 it's, it's been dead apparently for a hundred years, but it's actually one of the most popular forms of media on in, on the planet Earth. Yes. So, so for those people who haven't heard, listened to radio drama, uh, from a creative point of view, what do you think is the attraction? Let's let's look at look at your your play, the boy falling over the pantomime horse. Yeah, that that idea. Yeah. What would be the attraction for you as a writer in it not having images, you know, for the audience when they're listening to it? They can't see it. Imagination. Imagination, Mm. for sure. But I also think words, 
without pictures have a soothing effect. Have a, um, you know, they, they can penetrate into the mind. Um, can I tell you a little story about um, under Milkwood? Uh, years ago, there was um, it was in the miners' strike, and there was a company that did crackers. Mm. I don't know if you ever remembered you heard about it, Steve. But you'd have these boxes delivered to the house, and you had to make hundreds of crackers. And it was a laborious, you know, arduous, pointless task as money was rubbish. Mm. And we, me and my wife at the time, would listen to Dylan Thomas and the Milkwood just all night, and that would absorb, and it would take you out of where you were, you know, because words penetrate deeper through radio, I, I I think, I believe. So you were sitting there making crackers, listening to Dylan Thomas, yeah? Thomas in the middle of the night. And that, that would have been done for months, and I never grew tired of it, and it'd be done again and again. Yeah. I mean, I went. I know you. Be, you you must have been there loads of times. But I I really like Lan, you know. And I went. I went down there again recently in the summer with my wife and daughter. And yeah. just every time you stand outside, I know it's not even the real boathouse. You know, the first one you come to on the path. Yes. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. The idea of someone sitting with that kind of view. Yeah. yeah. And how you know how how inspirational that was for him as a as a writer you know yeah indeed it was yeah and i mean you know that uh, that house was um it was a sponsor wasn't it it was a sponsor who uh, bought that home for dylan and she certainly picked a good end didn't she yeah it's yeah. fantastic and what a fantastic location and and yeah. you know not, not not much of a walk from browns as well downhill on the way back as well yes yeah, so. and a few pubs on the way for him yeah <laughs> What would you say to um, people about um, kind of, I mean, you, what you strike me as, right? Um, what I really, what something that I really love, by the way, uh, um, innately creative, you know, you need to create, you need to write, you need to express yourself. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I just broaden it slightly. It seems like, um, should we say that to be um, uh, polite, the powers that be don't always recognize the, um, the value of creativity to it, to us. What would you say it, to that? It's it's a very very hard door to open. It's a I I I've had some close calls. Yeah, you know, like with Dorian. I mean, we were definitely heading in the right direction. I've had a couple of publishers. You know, they looked at one or two of my books and nearly went for it, but didn't. Whether whether that was just a you know, ruse, I don't know. But it is, a, you just need that one door. It's, mm. it's like now, you know, trying to find directors. Um, you know, I, I'm finding that a very hard process is how to get into that door. And, and I will say this, and I will say this, and this is nobody's fault but my own. I do, because as I told you, I've never, you know, been university. I didn't really go to school a lot, to be honest with you. And... I do find it especially hard in that creative fraternity to try and get into that door. I don't know if that's my problem. I don't know. I don't think, yeah, I, I, I can't think, I can't really think of why, of why that would be. Um, mm. You know, it's like, to be honest with you, I used to run a radio course, but let's face it, you don't need a degree, a degree to be a radio presenter. You no, know? No, no. no, it's probably, <laughs> it's probably down to me. Yeah. I mean, I go to the Sherman Theatre and it was a classroom environment, things that were happening, and it was an alien world to me. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not blaming anything but myself because I, I didn't understand 
the process then. Do you know what I mean? When I was yeah. joining other writers and they were doing, um, well, thing, you know, it, it was uncomfortable then. Some of it was uncomfortable. I mean, just, just to make an observation, but uh, you're the kind of person, I'll, 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 I'll say something else when I said this. You're the kind of person that I can tell you, I've been working in the university for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You're the kind of person that I say we, I, I certainly love having as students you know, you you you'd be an absolute asset on a, on a university course. You know, I know it's practicalities and finance and everything, but you'd just be amazing because the students would learn so much from being around someone with your kind of experience. You know, no, that is fabulous. You know, um, it, you know that that would be a joy for me, an absolute joy, because you know when we, don't get me wrong, my friends, right? If I go into a pub, I go, oh, I've written this new part of the play. I've, I've been, oh, here we go, the play again, the play again. Yeah. You know I mean? Can we talk about football or horse racing or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's another play. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a really important thing you're saying there as well, because my, my daughter's just started in Exeter last mm-hmm. week. She's studying drama, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's she's finding it all really kind of of uh, 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 weird at the moment. But the thing thing I'm saying to her is what you just said, and I've said this to my says to my students, and I said it to my daughter. Yeah. When you're in university, it's the people you meet on the course, right? Your yeah. your, your your fellow students who are going to be interested in the stuff that you are interested in, and yeah. the people you meet around that university who yeah. are equally valuable to any any module you'll ever do. You just summed it up there. You just summed it up there. And that's something, because my father would have moved. My father was a very intelligent man. And he would have moved heaven and earth for me to go to university, but wasted youth. You know, that, that was uh, that was my problem, basically. Mm. And uh, he would have moved heaven and earth. And I do think back, if I, if I had gone to university, as you just said, you meet like-minded, you know, if you're into drama, if you're into literature, you would meet like-minded, which, you know, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I do, I meet some people, but, you know, I, I always think I miss that phase, you know. But then you could be sitting in the pub, you know, with a couple of beers, and you could be talking about, you know, like Tolstoy or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, every cloud got a silver lining. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think he, I don't know, mate, you know, I, I, my, my, what I was going to say, well, my friend, he's, I think he's 67 now. Um, he, uh, he graduated two years ago with a first class honours on a photography course. Brilliant. There you go. Never too late. Never too late. Never, Never too late. late. Oh, I, gonna, yeah. I, keep on, I keep on writing and I've got to be honest now, right? With what I'm writing at the moment, the, the moth and the lamp, um, I'm thinking more production i'm thinking how i can get it out there because some of my work is very dark and mm. controversial i mean pantomime horse the boy who fancies but pantomime horses is about non-sexual acceptance it's set in the 60s you know what a very you know spartan time and it's um it's it's about but it's done in a very dark way you know when some people will get that and some people go Oof. This is a bit too hot, but that's mainly as I write. But I think with this later project, I'm making it a bit more acceptable, N- not giving up anything that I, you know, of what I write, but it'll be an easier, perhaps, and relevant to this day's subject to get out there, I hope. I hope. 
So, so we're, we're talking now particularly about creating and sharing content, I suppose, for, for, for YYFM. Yes. Um, and uh, I don't know if Stephen's told you, but he probably has. He said about Tales from Tiddlemirth. Have you heard from Tales from, Tales from the Teapot? Have you heard about that? Yes, he has. He's told me yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's a that's a collective of um, uh, of women who get together and they just you know they want to write and they share stories and uh, and everything else. And what they're going to do is um, they're going to create a, a series of probably I don't know five five to ten minute max I suppose stories. Yeah. Uh, and then you know people in uh, as Bertie Astrodvauer and and the community around that can yeah. just dip in and relax. And like you said earlier, with, with, with sound and radio and audio and storytelling, just close their eyes, relax. And, you know, just, just so is that, is that the kind of thing that maybe are you thinking of creating or sharing some content like that yourself with Huawei FM? Do you have like short stories and stuff? I would be delighted. And I have a, yeah, I have a lot of it. I have, a, <laughs> I have a fair bit of it. How many, how many stories have you written? Um, story right. Oh my God! Right, I I'd done two novels. Uh, the Land of Nod was the first. Um, um, Hugs a sickle and bow. Um, that's a novel. Um, the Pantomime Valley is three plays mm. turned into short stories. So I could basically put them in a book. Oh yeah. How long would the stories be? And have you read one back? Oh, I got shorter than that as well. Those stories, uh, let's have a look. Um, they they would be about an hour, half hour, but I've got shorter stuff than that. I've got shorter stuff. i got stuff that I haven't put into, into a book. Um, one in particular that I'd written, and I did send it to Boyd Clark, who, who really liked it. He, he's a very nice guy, Boyd. Yeah. Is, didn't think at this point, and um, it's called the Bones of Jack Jones, and it's about a it's it's about a miner, not only looking back at his life, but looking back at the town, and how that town has changed since the loss of mines, and you know, and he's reminiscing, and that would be about twenty minutes that story. Do you do do you have any kind of really short? ones like uh, I don't know five minutes or so five minutes um let me think I don't write a lot of five minutes things okay so so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm asking you yeah um so like I said I teach in the university and um I'll, I'll talk to you about this again uh but um I'm looking to I'm doing a module with students and the idea is that they work with writers and the writers have um you know stories or you know that, that are written but have never been heard. Yes. So they take a, maybe a scene or a section and uh, add in um, sounds, you know, Foley sounds, this kind of thing, um, maybe library sounds, maybe some music, get some voice actors in and bring yeah. it to life. Is that the kind of thing that would be interesting to you? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. That, that, would be, that, would be, that would be wonderful, and especially for the students in universities, you know, um, that interaction with my work. Fabulous. Yeah, certainly. Well, I'll contact you again about that then. But I, I'd love, you know, I'd love you to talk to students. You know, whether it's like whether it's online like it is now, or, or, or yeah, probably better to do that like that at the moment. I mean, I'm seeing them face yeah. to face, but yeah, um, when I come across somebody like you, I think yeah, I got to ask. You know, that's brilliant. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate it.
great. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that. Um, and it it really works because um, I've got another other people who I work with on that, and it's just great uh, for the writers to hear their stories slightly, I suppose, taking in maybe a direction maybe they would they wouldn't have taken it in terms of the sound and the, and the feel and and the voice actors and just you know hearing the stories back. Yeah, definitely. That that is that. It, but to be honest with you, there is nothing better than somebody's else perception of your work because they see things you don't, and you think, "Wow, do you know? Do you know what yeah. I mean? You yeah. What that? Or you've elaborated on that, and that's a wonderful thing. You know, they've taken the time. Yeah, and um, what I I'm like I'm like an evangelist for for sound. You know. Oh yeah, uh, and um, you know, I feel like I'm fighting a lost corner, really. But I, I, I always say to them that you know, in my opinion, I genuinely mean this, and it sounds a bit of a cliche, but it's true. I do think radio has the best pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it does, as, as we talked about with Dylan Thomas and Crackers. You know, yes. I know that, that that was a recording, but it's the same place. Yeah, it absorbs into the mind, doesn't it? And it, yeah. Was really soothing and Dorian Thomas was really good at that with radio place and you can just close your eyes and listen to his voice he had that voice mm. it is a wonderful thing so so uh yeah so I mean it's, it's infinitely creative isn't it you know it's yeah. um just take it and one of my favorite things is is Foley if you come across Foley sorry I mean there's trolleys going past that's right there's some Foley there All right so, <laughs> so so there's a you you do you know Jack Foley and I think it was in the, it might have been the fifties or sixties in movies I think it was Spartacus he famously worked on the film Spartacus yeah. and he they wanted to create the sound of the the chains of the horses you know mm -hmm. so when we're going into battle and they couldn't quite get it and they ended up using a bunch of car keys right. and, and put an effect on it and it sounded like you know what what they needed to achieve so and then it, it created this whole world of using um inanimate objects uh to not necessarily to you know to, to sound like the thing and sometimes the thing that wasn't the thing sounded more like the thing than the thing itself the thing itself yeah. <laughs> and I, I i love that you know yeah and you love that yeah it's so it's so creative isn't it yeah of course it is yeah it's the mind that you've got to have yeah. the mind of it yeah you know all avenues for it all avenues for it so, so I'm I'm interested in your performance poetry stuff as well. I mean that 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 would that would be I really maybe want to share some of that, show some of that to the students and get them to to, to react to that. No, I would really love that. I I would really love that. Um, my, all my performance, um, all my performance poetry uh, online on YouTube, or I can perform them live. I I do live shows. I can perform in front of students, or you could just share them on this. They're all available. And we uh, thank you. Uh, but but you know, again, we'll, we'll chat about that again. But yeah, I mean, the more the merrier, the far as I'm concerned. Um, I, I work on about four or five different courses, and some of them are more kind of receptive to, uh, if you like, uh, eccentricity than others. Yeah, that's the ones. Yeah, yeah, they're the good ones. Yeah, they're the they're the ones I like working with. But I, I work with some quite they're quite academic theoretical students actually but um what i do with them is sound based stuff and they just say oh, blimey i never thought about it like that before that's yeah. fantastic you know they just get it you know that's it that's that's what it's about yeah Open your minds. um well uh, so so we'll, we'll, we'll try and sort something out with that where was going to go with that i was going to say to you um oh yeah just to say i i, I do a module with them called which is called audio cultures 
Right. And so I, you know, uh, spoken word uh, poetry. I haven't done performance poetry. Um, all, all kinds of stuff, really. Things which make sounds, and then you know we can they 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 listen to it and they come up with ideas, and then they they share stuff with me that I've never heard before, and you know, yeah. but your stuff would would fit um, would fit brilliantly into that. Yeah, yeah. I write my performance poetries at everything from um, I've written one practically about about my life, which is a very bumpy fight. <laughs> yeah. What's that called? It's called the Capital Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, it's the one that kicked it off. It's mm. the one that kicked it off. Before that, I, I really didn't think I, I would be able to do it. And then um, I wrote a few more, but one of my favourites is called There's Something Wrong With Jim. And that's about um, the nurturing and growing up of a serial killer. So, wow. so you know... And the Making last, plans for Nigel. Was, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very fond of Jim. Mm. And... Um, uh, the last one I'd done, but the last one I'd done has resonated more than any of them. And I think it's because it, it involves, it's, a, it, it's about an art boxer from a, the mines, you know, mm. stories that I heard. It's called The Legend of the Bull. And I've had old men coming up to me in the streets. Now, the, the kids must have been showing him it on YouTube because they were, I knew that bull. I knew that guy. And wow. That's a brilliant feeling. Where, where are you from originally then, yeah? I'm from Triades, yeah, Golden Bread, Triades, yeah. So Merthyr, I think. Merthyr, yeah, Ed was where yeah. I was born, and I now live in Triades, which is, you know, just metres apart. And we were talking earlier about uh, a mutual friend of ours, Quincy, Quincy Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Quincy's another one of those ones who's, um, you know, he's, he's not, not, not in the way that you do, but he's a storyteller. Yeah. yeah yes. And ultimately creative, and loves to kind of nurture and de and develop, uh, particularly uh, younger talent and musicians yeah. and everything else, doesn't he? Yeah. And he was he was saying about your work. He said, "What I can't." And we had a, we had a conversation yesterday. Yeah. And he said, "I just can't 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 understand how he remembers all the words." I I never thought I could do it. On I mean, short term memory, right? Hmm. It's atrocious. I've seen me around the house looking for the belt and it's around my waist. <laughs> I remember yeah. And I never thought I could do it, but I will say this, I will say this, especially to students who, who are writing verse, if you want to do it, you will do it. It's just a laborious task. It's going over and over until you can walk down the street and you forgot you're reciting it, but you're in the place when you go back, when you remember you're reciting it, you're in that place. You've got to get it that solid in your mind. So, so that's, again, that's interesting what you're talking about there, because I, I, I'm a songwriter, right? So uh, I've always written yeah. songs, as you can probably see all around me. Yeah. And so I, I, it's an obvious thing, but a lot of people haven't even thought about it. It's that, that everybody on the, on pretty well everyone with two legs walks in four, four time. Right, right. So when you're walking down the road, you know, sometimes I'll have a tune in my head and I'll, I'll walk around and I think, yeah, that, you know, I've got an idea for the verse, I've got an idea for the chorus and go back and write it, you know. But an actual beat going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you, you know, because you're like, you know, because we, we're, we're animals, aren't we? we you know, and, and, you know, we, we walk in a certain kind of um, yeah. rhythm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, is that similar for you when you're writing? Do you take long walks? Is it going on in your head? As any, it's an, honestly, it's any time. It's, it's any time. Um, I always try to have a project before I finish a project because there is nothing worse 
because I once I finish that, mind you, now I rehearse, that'll take a month, and then, then I'm ready for the next party, because I'll just check myself into rehearsing the performance work. And if I haven't got something, it's a catastrophe, because mm -hmm. I'm like banging my brain, so I always yeah. got to have something waiting for the next party. Whether it works or not is, is, is another matter, but it's always got to be there, and always ideas always ideas so you don't get writer's block no really no I, I sometimes i'll get so frustrated with a piece of work i mm. mean the legend of the ball, ball took a, an incredible amount of time for what it was for a performance poetry and there was times i was going to throw in the towel um but i didn't i stuck with it and, and it got to where i wanted to but um do you know, no, I, I don't think so. Once I've done a project, no, no, I, I can have bad days. I can have bad days when, you know, um, not so much with playwriting and novels, because you can bang away at them and you can go back over and change what you want, because you know where the story's going from beginning, middle, end. But with a performance poetry, I can be stuck on a day on two lines. And mm. you, you know what I mean? Because I hate, and I think all oh, good poets would, I hate a word for a word's sake. So you've got to get around that. Yeah. You've got to get around that. And sometimes they'll accept it and, oh, it's all right, I'll, I'll leave it go. Mm. And then, you know, you're going to go back the next day. Oh, I'm not on that. <laughs> it's so, it's, you've got this battle going on. I suppose it's, that's another thing I, I always say to the students as well is, and it's, it's so true, right, I think, you know, you're always your own worst critic. Oh God, yes. And I, that's probably, that's probably essential. Yes. Because it put, it goads you on, it yeah. goads you on not not to accept. Yeah, all right, I'll accept that. Uh, and so, do you have you? I bet you have. Um, do you watch back your sort of performances and think, oh, you know, I should have done it like this, or I could do it like that? Yes, yes, and, yeah. and yes, you do definitely. And um, you know, because my mate, as I mentioned, Steve Jones, he does all my filming for me, puts them online and hmm. and stuff like that, and. But more to the point, more to the point, if, if you've got a piece of work and, and, you, and you keep on with it, it, you automatically see more in it yourself as you're going over and over and over it. Same as looking at the performance. And then you mind, and with me, characters develop. Like if you've, if you've uh, ever you there's something wrong with Jim, mm. which you can get on YouTube, mm. um, the mother comes into it. Um, the, the 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 judge comes into it. These characters, and then you go into those characters. See, that's what I really love with what I was talking about earlier. Is you know, you, you if you if you if you were working with a group of students uh, and they were bringing in voice actors, you know, who's going to play the part of the judge? Who's going to play the part of the mother? You know, what kind of voice do we need? What kind of accent do we need? That's exactly it. Yes, I mean that's just performance poetry. And, but still, you know, I, I, I'm a storyteller. I, I was told this a long time ago. Whatever I do, I'm a storyteller. Um, so even if I was doing dramas, you know, they'd say like, the narration could be a bit too much or it's okay, but you're a storyteller. Mm. So that comes through all my work. It's just, you know, you, you've got to find different methods and, you know, how to use it. Maybe that's why you use so much narration then, because you are a storyteller. Exactly, yeah. And this is, as I say, I, I know I'm banging on about this new work. I'm going, finally, I've broken away from it in this new work. And it's, 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 just, all, it's just all dialogue. 
just all dialogue. It's set in a place that encourages the dialogue. And as I say, it's been a pleasure. I haven't had this, I call it a writing frenzy. I haven't had this writing frenzy since The Boy Who Fancies Pantomimosis, which was 12 years ago, the original one, 12, 14 years ago. So <laughs> you're always learning, you know, and try different things. I'm trying to think a couple of my favorite writers, Hunter S. Thompson is probably one of them. Yeah. And Jack Kerouac would be another one. And, you know, they, they both kind of stream of consciousness writers is, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's almost what you're saying, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it is. I mean, you know, to me, it's all about character. It's, it's a lot about character. I, I feed off people's characters and and that's all around me when you, you pick up that. I remember a guy saying to me, I used to work in the health service uh, years and years ago, and I was writing The Land of Nod at the time, and mm. there was a character in there called um, Jumper Man. And um, this, uh, I won't say his name, I won't say his name. This yeah. guy just came up to me and said, tell me, and he said, uh, are there any characters in there of people you know? I said, no, mate. Or should I say Jumper Man? <laughs> 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 Jumper Man, like, but I shouldn't have really told him because he wasn't a very endearing character. Was Jumper Man, but uh, there you go. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's observational, I suppose, and I suppose you rename you rename people to protect the innocent. Oh, the not so innocent. Yes, yes, yes I got to. I'd be run out of town. <laughs> what um, is it? It's a good. It's a question for you. What what makes a good story? What makes a good story? Ah, God. What makes a good story? I'd, I'd say again, strength of characters, people that you can. I mean, uh, Martin George Martin is 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 a marvel at that, isn't he? I mean, where his characters alter through the books because we're human beings. You know what I mean? You could you could be a bad guy in the beginning. You might see things in life that soften you, and you you know you you can take on different routes, can you? You can become. I love the strength of character, but of course you've got to have a good plot, haven't you? You know, simply you, you've got to have something that that grips. Yeah, that that that's great as well because you know some some of the the students that I work with, some of them want to write, you know. Uh, so uh, I, I think that that kind of thing that you just said there is kind of inspirational. The trouble with the trouble with university is, to some extent, it's a good news bad news thing. But you know, I know I've worked, I work in one, lab them for yeah. twenty years, but. It really, and if I try and explain this to students sometimes, I say to them maybe in the first year, you know, there's two things I'll say to them. Firstly is, have you ever thought about Googling your lecturers, right? Mm. Um, you know, why don't you do that? See what see, see who's standing in front of you and, and, and why they're there, you know? Because I'm yeah. thinking, well, who is this person, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I, it's, it's a bit of a dangerous thing to say to students, really, but I say that to them. Yeah, you I, I was thinking that when you were saying it, <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> And and the and the other thing is um, is how the uni- a university course and I don't it's it's a truism it's not necessarily a negative but it's really the academicization of everyday life like yeah. you know is a pen in my hand okay so you know I've got a pen in my hand but you know, you, you could take that in all different kind of directions you know what, um, in terms of the uh, you know what it's made of the history of it you know um, you know is it an inherently I don't know maybe uh, is it more of a male device than a female device there's all kinds of stuff you can get into and like with storytelling you know yeah. Todorov you get into all of that stuff and you know the classic and a lot of and it's kind of true yeah. but I think Above and beyond all of the kind of theoretical um, uh, dissection, if you like, of, of storytelling, yeah. 
it's called storytelling because it tells stories. So the, yes. the, the story and the content is king. You know, it's always about the content, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And you, you, another thing I love doing that comes naturally, and it's got to come naturally. It can't be forced in. I love pushing those boundaries. I love shocking. Yeah. So that something's going that way. And um, mm. The Hags and Sickle and Bow, uh, that's a book you can get on. I'm allowed to advertise a little bit, Amazon. And yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, the Hags and Sickle and Bones, and, I, and I've had very good reviews for that book. And, um, mm. you know, it's set in like a comfortable setting, and then these really, you know, I love that on the edge of reality. And if things happen, then you go, what? And I love that pushing of the boundary. And uh, in reality, but not quite in reality, you know, like um, the director, da, 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 to put it my favourite, Twin Peaks, man, on his name. No Tarantino, is it? No Tarantino. Oh God, I was just watching a program about him. The other I really day. should know, but I can't remember. Uh, Blue Velvet. Uh, oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. But anyway, pushing that boundary. Pushing yeah. that boundary. Well, long, long may you push the boundary. And uh, yeah, I'm. It's great. Good to you know virtually meet you. Hopefully, I meet you face to face at some point. And yes, I'd love, I'd love to get you involved with, 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 with more stuff. I'm your man. I'm your man. Love to do it. Thank you, Ian. Before you go, one final thing: How do people, um, you know, how do they find out more about you? Or what, can you, is there a, uh, is Amazon? Yeah, if you go to Amazon, I'm under Ian Robertson. Uh, you can get my books on Amazon and Kindle. Uh, the two on there at the moment are the Hugs and Sickle and Bow. The Hugs of Sickle and Bow, sorry, and uh, the Pantomime Valley. I'm also on YouTube doing performance poetry under the title Tales of Tiddlemouth. Right. So okay. Well, live shows coming up, so hopefully. Brilliant. Well, th thanks very much, and hopefully this is the start of uh, an ongoing link, and we will get lots of content out. Thank you very much, Steve. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, Ian. Thank you. Ta-da. Deal Cambrando in YYFM. And for your news, fell him in the linear lane. Akiara new bod beth of a hiku wednesday. Elchi, it's yyfm.com. Thanks for listening to YYFM. For more content like this, to follow us online, and to tell us what you want to hear more of, visit it'syyfm.com.